0: Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some
1: listeners. Listener discretion is advised.
0: A poor soul of noble origins, a squire tested in battle, a knight errant forged in Camelot, a man strengthened by love. Join Adam as Sir Gulliston and Craig as the Game Master in... Blood and Lust, a King Arthur Pendragon duet game of chivalry and mythic adventure. Let us win glory for our king, who will reward us with honors and lands, and the devil take the hindmost. Uh, Now that you're a knight, a couple of cool things happen. Uh, I need you to take out your pencil and your character sheet.
1: All right, I got it.
0: All right, the first thing that happens is, you see where you have Loyalty Lord? Yes. Yes. So I'm going to uh, change this this up again. So what's your value for loyalty, Lord? Fifteen. So you're going to actually change loyalty, Lord, fifteen to fealty, Sir Gollis. Oh, let me change that again. Fealty, Sir Gregor, and make that fifteen. Fealty is F E A L T Y.
1: Okay. And does that um, does that replace uh, loyalty, Lord?
0: It does. Okay. So loyalty is now being split between fealty and your new passion, which is going to be homage to Arthur. And we're going to generate that right now. That will be 3d6 plus 2.
1: 12. Not bad.
0: Yeah. So you you like Arthur. Okay. He seems like a cool guy. Obviously, you like uh, Sir Gregor a little bit more, but now you just basically spawned another passion because, you know, this is the guy that knighted you. and. You did swear homage to him and fealty to Sir Gregor. You're...
1: and I definitely felt the magic when uh, when I was being knighted. He's probably yes. still kind of wiping uh, tears from his eyes and stuff like that, trying to trying to still look very like manly. But um, you know, he he can't he can't help it. Is he's, he's got like a you know he's very happy.
0: Yeah. Speaking of magic, something else kicks in. This would be your Chivalric Knight bonus. Remember uh, you somehow rolled randomly and started with it. Chivalric knight bonus is you will have an additional 3 points of armor no matter if you're like fully armored or completely naked, which is actually very very good. It's almost like your chivalry is giving you plot armor. Very good. And now you're you're able to ride your horse around uh, the city for a little bit, but at some point it's time to bring him back to the stables. You've been to the stables here, but uh, yeah, it's the first time that you're kind of like out on your own as a knight in Camelot. You, you, you bring it back to the stables and there's a, a young lad who is eager to take the, the reins from you as you enter.
1: I'll uh, look down on the young lad and uh, hand off this fine horse that I'm very proud of. And I'm kind of like admiring it as he, as he takes over the, the reins and, and leads it away. And I'm just kind of like, Looking at it and shaking my head with a big smile on my face, like still in disbelief almost.
0: Uh, tis a fine beast, uh, sir. Indeed, it is. And then you're noticing that this this kid, he's like 14 years old. He has kind of like a dirty blonde hair, and he's like he has like pimples all over his face, and he looks kind of skinny and scrawny. Reminds you a little bit of yourself at that age. He's just kind of still standing there. And he's like, "Uh, uh, now what?
1: Well, what do you mean now? What
0: Uh, do you have any other orders for me, sir? Golston? is it?
1: And He's just kind of like looking at him with like a bit of a bemusement on his face of just like, you know, he's he's waiting to see if I have any other demands of him. And he's just kind of like looking at the boy for a second. He goes, young man, what is your name?
0: Uh, Baldrick, and his voice kind of pops, uh, (coughs) Baldrick, sir.
1: And, uh, he pats him on the shoulder and he's like, young Baldrick, I can truly say that I require nothing right now. And, uh, just kind of looks out into the, uh, into just like the beautiful day in beautiful Camelot.
0: Uh, will sir be needing his horse for the rest of the day or would you care for me to brush him down and take care of him?
1: Yes, yes, Baldrick. Uh, brush him down and uh, take care of him. I believe I'm done riding for the day, and uh, Gulliston kind of, like, puts his hands on his hips and then takes a very big breath of the fresh air.
0: Uh, very good. Uh, where would you like your pavilion set up?
1: My pavilion?
0: Do uh, you have a tent? Do you, sir?
1: I think I do, right? Like a... Uh, do you... Uh, yeah, I... I um...
0: So this is all new to you, sir. Yeah, Golistan. This is,
1: okay. All right. Yeah. This is all just like uh, catching me completely off guard. And he's like a, a pavilion. I well, I suppose I I don't have anything mustered together yet.
0: Uh, very good. Um if if you care to, I can uh, I could acquire one for you. I have no no need for you to be handling money like a common man.
1: And uh Golistan kind of like scratches at the back of his neck just kind of like a little bit um, unsure of like how to act in this situation. And he's just like, well, yeah. uh, Yeah. Thank you, Baldrick. That would, uh, that would be quite nice of you. Yeah. your purse, sir. And uh, I'm just going to kind of like uh, freeze for a moment and then just be like, oh, right. Of course. And realize you're poor. (laughs) Well, I uh, don't seem to have my funds with me at the moment. Uh, Perhaps hold on those plans and uh, I'll reconvene with you when, Things are figured out more on my end. My apologies, Baldrick.
0: Uh, Very good. Um, Anything that your humble squire can take care of then?
1: Only one thing, Baldrick. Celebrate with me. And uh, Uh, tonight, I want you to drink your fill of wine. I want you to make sure that you eat all that you can. In celebration of tonight. In celebration of this fine kingdom. And um, Galston is like kind of, you know, he's he's just, like, immediately kind of, like, looking, like, more stuffy and kind of, like, kind of boastful, I would maybe say, even, like, okay. a proud type thing. Sure.
0: Well, where will this food and such be coming from, my knight? And then it kind of dawns on you that uh, you're a knight now, and this guy's your squire, probably, and you're a poor knight. <laughs> And don't have any of these riches, I mean, you're still being supported by Sir Gregor, but you're kind of like expected to manage your own squire and your own self.
1: I um realizing this, I put my arm around baldric's shoulder, and I'm just like well the the finements will be soon to come, my good Baldric. You see, for the the great Sir Amrin has taken me into his favor and Sees me fit to finance my my uh further my further endeavors for the time being. And you as my squire, Baldric, will surely reap the benefits.
0: I see, yes. Uh, Sir amron is a quite generous friend to have. Um but for now, shall I make you a straw pallet in the staples?
1: Ah, uh, yes, Baldric. That seems that seems fitting.
0: Yes, his uh his best trait is prudent.
1: And uh, as he works on this, Gulliston will kind of chatter away to him, just, Yes, Baldrick, now that you're friends with me, things will be very different going forward. Very good,
0: sir. As he's like getting the horse shit out of the bedding that you're probably going to be sleeping in the, in the night. So uh, you could update on your character sheet that uh, you have a squire named Baldrick.
1: I like it, Blackadder. <laughs>
0: so the the days go on and towards like you you still attend to sir gregor but um his personal needs are being met by you know other squires the particularly the one who tried to steal your job a year ago by you know handing him the helmet and refreshments on the battlefield but uh you know that's that's his problem and his responsibility now you're a full-fledged knight of your own you check in with them every once in a while but um basically he's like well we'll we'll stay um uh, at least till uh the contest for the queen's knights and then you could attend me on our progress back to cambria you do want to try out for the queen's knights do you
1: he asks i've been pondering it i
0: believe i might excellent excellent well they're they're meeting uh you know, on in the fields outside of the castle gate
1: in a couple hours. Well, then surely I must join them. And uh, Gollaston kind of like raises his shoulders a little bit and just kind of like stands up straight to look a uh, look as big as he can.
0: And it's not difficult because you are a big lad. In fact, you probably heard uh, rumblings from the tailor when you picked up your clothes the other day that he had to use extra cloth for it.
1: Oh, that's perfect.
0: So yeah, you, uh, you make your way outside, and are are you dressing anyway? Are you bringing anything with you to this? You're not really
1: quite sure what the contest will involve. I'm kind of wondering, yeah, if I should wear, I don't know, if I should wear my like finery or if I should wear my armor or or what the what the move is. Is there any way I could uh? try to see like what I know about what others will be doing maybe through hearsay or what I could observe about this type of thing.
0: Absolutely. Let's make a intrigue skill roll.
1: Oof. Nine on a five, no dice.
0: No, I mean, you're asking around, but this is still a relatively new thing and like, you're not sure who to ask because you ask some nights, but they like, they've heard of it, but they don't think a lot of you should be in with it or like, you might be a little too, too afraid to approach some round table nights, maybe something like that, but, uh, I'm going to, yeah.
1: I'm going to wear chain mail. Yeah. I'm going to wear chainmail and I'm going to hold the helmet. I'm not going to be like wearing it as I go in, obviously, but, uh, yeah, I'm going to be wearing that like a uh, chain mail and kind of like, uh, I don't know if it would be weird to be like half geared up, but, um, I'm also just like thinking like, It's like, it's like, he can't figure out if it's like a costume party or not. And he's like, I'm going to look like an idiot if I show up in a costume and I'm just like the only one. So he's like, kind of just like, do I wear just clothes? Like, I don't, uh, but I think he's going to like, maybe wear just like his typical pants and just like, have like this chainmail shirt on over it. So that if it's, he's just like under, under, uh, you know. If it's under, it's whatever. But if he's just like looks like a fool for having brought this, he can just take it off and uh, have have a uh, Baldric hold it. Excellent. Are you bringing a horse? Are you bringing your squire? I am bringing my squire. I'm not going to bring the the. Actually, I am going to bring the horse. Of course, this uh, there could be riding involved in this. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm bringing uh, Baldric and the horse. So you've actually
0: acquired a couple of horses. Now you have a nice brown charger. You have a palfrey, which is a riding horse. You have a another palfrey, which is the horse that uh, Baldrick will probably be riding. And you have uh, Old Fella, the trusty Sumter. He'd been willed over to you.
1: I think uh, me and Baldrick are both going to ride the uh, palfreys.
0: Yeah, that's a that's a you know pretty good middle ground because you don't really know what's going on here. You throw your chainmail on and. You know mount up on your char, up your palfrey and baldrick falls suit at um at your lead and you head out um inside the gates and you know you see a couple of um knights a few of them brought horses like there's like a pavilion um set up and instantly you you recognize um your old friend sir Amran who's kind of palling around with uh G- gawain and he kind of waves at you and uh says, what are
1: they wearing
0: Oh, they're wearing their finest.
1: None of them are wearing armor. You're the I only
0: think. one in armor.
1: Yep, I take it off and uh, hand it over to Baldric, and I'm just like, "Now listen, my my young lad, do not get this dirty, and by by no means lose this item. Protect this with your life."
0: Uh, absolutely, sir. Let's um let's go like, did you take that off while on horseback or did you dismount and then do that? Or
1: I dismounted and I was like, cover me Baldrick. And, oh,
0: and the shirt on uh, the clothing you have under, is it uh, your, your nice new clothes um, or the white outfit? Or is it your grubby old stuff?
1: Grubby old stuff. I'm ready to, I'm ready to, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I want to be more functional than uh I don't okay. want to ruin my stuff in the mud like yes. r- straight away, you know?
0: Yeah, Sir Amran's wearing the same uh, dark blue cloak that he had on earlier. Uh Gwayne looks radiant and green. Definitely his color. Um yeah, they're kind of just like uh chatting around and uh uh Sir Amran uh, comes over, he's like, Oh, oh Sir
1: Goliston, didn't uh didn't my tailor reach you? Amran, my apologies. That's I'm oh, sorry. Sir Amran, my apologies. It's uh my first time attending an event such as this, and I must admit I was not quite sure what to do. Oh,
0: let, let me let me educate you a little bit. So I know you're you're a young knight, and you're you're a good lad. Uh, Sir Gregor thinks the world of you. Otherwise, he wouldn't have he wouldn't have sprung for the, the good stuff indicating the uh the chainmail that uh, Baldrick's holding in the background. But uh, yeah, so let me let me educate you. Um, so basically, our good Queen Guinevere holds her tryouts for her knights every year, and this is uh, our chance to, uh, you know, show what we're made of and serve on her guard for the year if that's so our desire. You know, there's a lot of uh, rules to this thing. They're they're calling it romance now. You know, like it's all the rage in France. Have you heard of romance, sir?
1: Only what I've heard from my lord, but I do think I favor the style and ideas of it. Quite intriguing to me.
0: Oh, so you're aware of the rules of courtly romance, then?
1: Yes, he is lying. By the way.
0: Okay. Um, check your deceitful.
1: <laughs> uh, he feels very embarrassed, so I think he's trying to damage control by lying.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, what, wait. Actually, what is your your honesty trait? 16. So this is a uh, notable trait so you if you want to lie you have to roll against it cuz you are like known like through like the entire region for being super honest.
1: Yeah, he's probably like I cannot tell a lie. So he probably would actually just like he'd be like even if he did say that he'd probably be like he he would admit that he had uh
0: let, so, let, let's let's roll to see okay. um like which where you fall. Okay. So roll your uh honesty first
1: uh that's a fail 18 on a 17 18 on a 16 sorry
0: all right uh roll your deceitful
1: uh that's a 20 on a four.
0: Oh, so <laughs> this is this is a fun part of the system you failed your um honesty so you bring it over to the right hand to um uh, test your deceitful you botch your deceitful which uh, automatically succeeds on your other side so check your honesty <laughs> and you act you probably do exactly what you said where like you probably lie and then caught yourself
1: and then and I'm just like Sir Amrin, this is not true I know nothing of romance
0: well my lad you you come to uh, the right place sir we'll, we'll see if uh, Gawain and I can get you kind of tutored up before this contest starts so Uh, between the two of them they kind of like explain the rules of romance or at least like the current version of it because stram is like i hear she's working on an even more complicated one but this is what we have now so i'll I'll just i'll read over these real quick number one a lover will avoid greed and will be generous number two a lover will keep himself chaste for the sake of her whom she loves whom he loves A lover will not knowingly strive to break up a correct love affair that someone else is engaged in. Number four, a lover will not choose for his love anyone who a natural sense of shame forbids him to marry. Number five, a lover will avoid falsehood. Number six, a lover will not tell many about his love affair. That's a fun one. Won't tell many. Number seven, a lover will be completely obedient to his lady. Number eight, a lover will always work in the service of love. Number nine, a lover will always be modest. Number 10, a lover will speak no evil. 11, a lover will not reveal others' love affairs. Plural. Others, apostrophe, love affairs, also plural. 12, a lover will be polite and courteous at all times. And 13, a lover will never exceed the desires of his lover. So... You know, in a, in a few minutes before um, the queen and her entourage are about to show up, they, they kind of school you in love. So um, you can actually check your romance for your quick schooling.
1: Yeah, ghostin is like, I think love and romance is pretty cool.
0: So there's like a lot of rules to it, though.
1: <laughs> Sounds hard, but I
0: like the idea. All right. So the queen guinevere appears in all her radiant glory so this is the first time that uh, Sir sergolistan is seeing our lady the queen so let's see how she, how he feels about her all right can you give me a lustful roll with a plus 10
1: modifier that is a 14 on a 7 so that's a big fail for me
0: so actually um with a plus 10 plus 10 to your lustful that would be a 14 out of 17 which is a pass so upon seeing Guinevere, uh, first check your lustful. And uh, this is kind of how you feel about her, according to the book. You would want her if such an admission were likely to be fruitful. But of course it isn't. After all, she is the king's wife. Gain a passion of Amor Guinevere equal to 3d6. So you're kind of taken by her. She is that beautiful. She is like the gold standard of the time. So if you could roll me 3d6 and add yet another new passion...
1: 12 he's quite taken by her
0: hey you like her right you like her as much as you like king arthur so um guinevere is g-u-e-n-e-v-e-r now typically you could only have one a more passion however guinevere is the exception to the rule because she's just that beautiful and even men who are perfectly married will be like oh yeah of course she's that's the queen Uh, yeah of course if that were possible but the book's fun like if you would have like critted or fumbled like you could have been like suspicious or like super into her to the point you act super awkward every time she's around
1: that's really cool i like that um that she can kind of be like your extra a more passion because like no matter who you love like chances are like you're still gonna be pretty taken by her too she's like the the most beautiful lady or whatever. So I think that's, like, wicked cool.
0: So she's super graceful as she um, dismounts her uh, palfrey, and she's attended by a bunch of ladies um, in waiting and handmaidens who get her seated underneath the, uh, like, the pavilion, um, like, shaded area that um, has been set up. And, you know, she's, she's looking smoking at this point. She has beautiful blonde hair like ample hourglass figure she's you could see what arthur sees in her she at this point um states that uh the contest this year for admission into the queen's knights will be falconry so run along you have uh 30 minutes to procure your boards and meet back here and she dismisses you
1: oh boy not my strong suit yeah i just uh try to ready myself it's like something that uh, I have a very low, well, I have base skill in falconry, actually. So it might even be likely that I've never done it.
0: He probably saw Sir Gregor do it, but that's probably about it.
1: And he's uh, trying to talk himself up. He's like, how hard could it be, eh, Baldrick? Uh,
0: Quite difficult, sir, if you don't have a bird.
1: Ah, indeed. I didn't think of that. Uh, so I guess like I have to uh, sit this one out then.
0: Uh, you could purchase one if you had the fun, sir, or perhaps borrow one if you have friends among the knights.
1: I'm going to um, kind of like slowly approach Sir Amrin and uh, be like, so, falconry. Oh, yes, I... it's quite exciting. Are you ready for the engagement, sir? I must admit, I did not bring a bird to these lands during my travel. I must admit, I do not have a bird at all. Oh, say no more.
0: And he he gestures for his bird boy who comes up. Um, He has like this little, it looks like a pallet of wood with suspenders with like birds seated and perched all around him. And he's like, please take your pick. And there's like he has like a um, like a, a peregrine falcon. There's a uh, couple other birds there's um like these little sparrow hawks that you might um, recognize there's like a uh a, a gauche hawk um on there he's like please take your pick
1: ghost will be like ah this one looks suitable and uh he goes to reach for it and it just starts like scratching the the hell out of him and uh he's just like ah
0: Oh, perhaps that one's a bit more spirited than you're ready for. Perhaps uh, one of these. And he gestures to a couple of the smaller birds. Uh, Absolutely. So which one are you going to grab? We have a peregrine falcon, which kind of try to scratch the shit out of you. There is a merlin. There's a gauche hawk and a sparrow hawk.
1: I take the sparrow hawk. Yeah, it's it's a little guy. And I, I give a look to uh, Amarin like I definitely know what I'm doing. And I'm just like, uh, again, thank you, sir.
0: Absolutely. I, I always um, strive to help a fellow knight in need. And it warms my heart to um, continue to help you. Uh, I'm you're sure most you, honorable. I'm sure you would do the same for me.
1: Indeed, I will. And if there's anything that you require, please do not hesitate to ask me.
0: He smiles and nods as you're like, putting on this like weird glove that the Bird boy handed to you, and it's like kind of perching on your arm, and like you're kind of just like standing there getting trying to get comfortable with the bird. It's probably the first time you've done this.
1: Yeah, it it is for sure.
0: So uh you got this uh sparrow hawk perched on your arm, and uh at this point, uh Guinevere um, reconvenes uh, the knights and ladies. A few of them like kind of failed to return with um birds and either they couldn't find a bird or decided that this wasn't for them or didn't want to embarrass themselves. But there's a smaller crowd than there was earlier, but Queen Guinevere is getting a little impatient and she just wants to start. So she's going to start it. Now, my good sirs, uh, before we begin with our uh, Tessa skill, I must first test your knowledge of courtly affairs. See, I've compiled a list of questions from my ladies-in-waiting, and, you know, some of them's been submitted anonymously from various courts of love held throughout the area. And she goes around asking different questions about different um, subjects, and eventually she gets to you. And Sir Galston, the queen, is talking to you. She's directing you uh, herself, directly speaking to you.
1: How do you feel about that? Uh, 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 he's definitely like, um, very nervous. There's probably like a, quite a bit of sweat that can just be seen starting to form on his, on his, uh, forehead. And he's, um, almost like choked up. Like he, uh, he's nervous and he doesn't know like what he's going to say. He doesn't know what she's going to ask, but he is so afraid of messing up right now because he's like, I don't know if I can go on living if I, make a fool of myself in front of probably the most beautiful woman I've ever seen.
0: Plus you got this weird bird on your arm and she's like going with the questions while you have this bird on you. So that's kind of awkward.
1: Yeah. It's super awkward. And uh, me and this bird are still probably not like bonding as well as I would have hoped.
0: So she asked um, the first question of you, she asks, through feats of arms, may a base born man ennoble himself. Yes, he can my lady. Anything else, sir, knight? Any explanation?
1: By feats of arms, a simple and common man can occasionally rise above his peers and prove his worthiness. Sometimes, then he's just like really just just fucking searching within himself to uh, try to just say something that might sound like passable.
0: Would you like to make an orate skill check? Yes. Nope, 13 on a three. She goes, hmm, and kind of um, skips over to the next person and asks more questions. Eventually, some more time passes and she gets back to you and asks her second question of you. Sir Knight, how much grain can you take from a conquered peasant before losing your honor?
1: Goldston, searching deep within himself, is going to say, Aha, trick Question. It is wrong to take any amount of grain from. And he's just gonna like kind of go on like thinking that uh maybe he stumbled upon the uh upon the the trick answer. Uh, And he's just like beet red right now, um, just sweating profusely, just kind of like looking around to make sure that uh, nobody's like laughing at him and stuff. I
0: mean, you're getting a few weird looks, but um, I mean, you're not doing the worst out of anyone here. So she's like, hmm. And continues around. You have the feeling that you're so far failing to impress the queen of love.
1: Yeah. I should have brushed up a little more, maybe.
0: So she continues um, around and eventually gets back to you with a third question. (sighs) Sir Knight. And at this point, you can tell she's kind of bored um, with you specifically and the questions in generally. But then like a smile kind of creeps across her face. Your lord allows for your marriage to a noble lady and honors you further by attending your wedding. Your king stops by your table during his progress and you seat him at the head position of your table. Of course you would. Does your hospitality, therefore, extend to giving your marriage bed to your king on your wedding night?
1: Goldstein, uh being a pretty chaste person is uh, kind of just like uncomfortable even approaching the subject. <laughs> And you'll see he kind of like pulls at the collar of his shirt. And he's just like, well, I, well, do you have, a, one's do you have wedding any, night. Uh,
0: do you have any uh, particularly high passions or traits that kind of fit this? Like, how do you feel about hospitality or homage, Arthur, or like love family or a more Guinevere even?
1: So hospitality, is that generous?
0: Hospitality is a oh, passion. Oh, that's a passion. Gotcha. So my yeah.
1: passion for hospitality is like 17. And um yeah, my my homage to Arthur is pretty big too. So I think uh Golston, after like choking down his embarrassment and just like not really like he's like, you know, he's like, I don't want to talk about sex, but he'll eventually just be like
0: maybe anything you
1: know, for my king, you know.
0: Maybe um, we'll we'll do a roll either hospitality or homage author versus your chase trait.
1: Okay, I'll roll my hospitality versus my uh, chase. Chaste. Okay, that's a fail on hospitality. Let me let's see what we get with the chase, and that's a pass on chaste. So first off, check
0: chaste. Um So I think. Like, because of your high hospitality and homage, Arthur, you initially had that thought of, yeah, of course, I'd let my king use my bed for the night. But then there's like, wait a second, it's my wedding night. So I think your your chase would uh, win over. So how does that influence your answer?
1: Uh, he's, like, still just, like, very uncomfortable talking about it. But he's like, you see, one's wedding night is a very special occasion, not really the type of thing that you can share with another person. It's a quite sacred a a custom, uh, even beyond some of the loyalties that we hold as men and as honorable men. And he's just like trying to uh, explain as best he can how he would not be down with it.
0: Sure. And you get some like approving nods from some of your fellow knights, like They're on your side for this one. And you get this like wild smile going across Guinevere's face. Like she's at least entertained by this question. And she goes, hmm. And there's a little bit more mirth in her laugh this time. And she goes on to the next person. Eventually the questioning is um, ended and she indicates that it is time for the falconry contest to finally begin and like the entire time your bird's been like pecking at your arm and just walking around and your arm's getting tired from holding it up then you're just like so glad it just didn't decide to bolt or like scratch at the queen or something but it's finally just um, time to show what skill you have uh with falconry so you know a few uh uh small game birds are released into the air and one by one you're sent to uh Test your skills. So can you give me a falconry roll with no modifiers?
1: I rolled a one. My falconry is three. Lucky bird. So you're um, you you
0: you're probably watching a few of the other knights as they do it. And yeah, it must be a lucky bird or something because you kind of lift your arm and set it off. And it goes back and yeah, clips the wing of the dug and, and brings it back. It doesn't do anything fancy or flourishable, but return the prize to you and like hop back up on your arm and it's kind of like looking at you with its head cocked like waiting for something
1: and uh yeah i i give it like a i don't know like if there's like seeds or, or whatever you do to reward a uh
0: probably a bit of meat
1: a bit of meat yeah i i, I uh baldrick quick fetch that meat
0: yeah he right away my lord and he goes and Finds some meat in your uh, saddle pack and proffers it to you, and you feed the bird and stroke its head a few times, and you're you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Make sure you check your falconry,
1: good boy. Speaking to the to the bird, not to Baldron.
0: Oh, <laughs> <Aww. laughs> so um, despite your uh, mediocre performance at falconry, uh, you are not chosen as a one of the queen's knights for this year. But you know, at least you tried. So you you return the bird to uh, Sir Amaran, who, uh, you know, is like, well, you got a little bit to learn, uh, young man, but, uh, you know, we'll make a chivalric knight out of you yet.
1: I'm going to like, when I give my bird back to Amarin, I'm going to thank him again, just so he knows that, uh, you know, I don't take lightly all the uh, favors and generous things he's done for me.
0: Think nothing of it. I hope to see you again next year.
1: Absolutely. And I'll be brushing up on my... I'll be brushing up on romance, the courtly ways, and of course my falconry and other skills.
0: I know you will, my lad. And uh, you depart. Um, you're with uh, Sir Gregor um, on his enormous now train because now it's two full knights with squires and several horses each, and you even have a like old fellows following uh, at the rear and. Baldrick's riding around leading the rest of your horses behind him as they're tied up, and you're heading back into Cambria, and, you know, Sir Gregor looks proud as all punched to, you know, have a, a sh- uh, like, such a chivalric um, knight to, such as you on his household, and, you know, you're talking, he's like, oh, that kind of stinks you uh, didn't make the Queen's Knights, but it's, you know, it's not an easy thing to do, so... He's not ashamed of you or anything. At least you tried out and you, from all reports, gave, you know, decent answers to some of the questions, at least. And at the very least, you amused the queen.
1: Well, I'm glad I was able to at least do that. Sir Gregor, I admit I have a lot to learn. Yeah. And there's plenty of time, my boy,
0: or my young knight. And he kind of smiles. And... Um, As you're like walk uh, riding away from um, Camelot, uh, you're probably in like your full harness and everything. Because like at this point is when you're showing, you're still showing off. You ride a few hours out of Camelot, and one of the crossroads um, going west, you notice that there is a pavilion um, perched right at the crossroads, and you see a few fine war horses there as well, and you see there is a man astride. Uh, one of the uh, brilliant chargers. And you can take a look at his heraldry if you like.
1: Yeah, I definitely look. Do I make a heraldry roll?
0: Yes, please.
1: No, that's a 14 on a five.
0: Well, luckily this knight's glory uh, extends um high enough for you to make it. You recognize a purple field with a gold double-headed eagle on it with a uh, horizontal green bar across it. So you probably don't, you never met him before, but his arms look very similar to Sir Gawain's. And he is in the middle of the road, basically, uh, Lance in hand. And he salutes the two of you. And he's completely, like, armored up at this point. And he opens his um, little visor and says, you, I challenge you to, um, for a joust.
1: I uh I kind of like look look around nervously and uh he's I'm afraid but after like a moment of silence I'm just going to remember all that has happened and I'm going to proclaim I accept
0: wonderful three passes on lance if you dehorse me you you take your prize if I dehorse you I claim my prize and he looks over at Sir Gregor's like Sir Gregor, uh, as a knight of the round table, I am obliged to give you the road, but for this young man, he's already made his um, intentions known, and Sir Gregor kind of like shrugs and kind of trots with his horses um, forward and kind of like waits for you on the other side, and Baldrick's kind of like uh, scrambling around, handing you up your helmet and your lance, and... Like you kind of like get off the road a little bit and get into the field next to it to do some passes. So do you feel uh, particularly passionate at
1: all? Not, it's a, It's kind of more just like a matter of uh, he's new to being a knight and admittedly he's like very new to a lot of the customs of this and he wants to honor somebody's request because he's a generous person.
0: Well, your opponent is feeling quite passionate about it, and he's going to impassion. So you can, you kind of get that uh, feeling like your opponent's kind of trying to pump himself up a little bit. So he impassions himself. You can impassion if you want.
1: I want to, yeah, I want to impassion over my um, my honor. It's my honor as a new knight.
0: Yeah, that's... Uh, to defend it. Quite appropriate. So roll your honor. Nice 12 on a 18. All right. So you are feeling um, quite inspired um, with your honor and you want to, you want to uh, maybe impassion your spear expertise because that's what you'll probably be using.
1: Yes. All right.
0: He's going to do the same or, well, he already impassioned and succeed. So you'll get a, you'll each get a plus 10 to it.
1: So should I roll my uh,
0: spear expertise? Yes, please. And you have a plus 10 to your skill.
1: So that's a 10. My base skill for that was 15. So I guess plus 10, I don't really know how that would work, but, uh,
0: okay. So you're rolling
1: out of 25.
0: Yeah. Your base skill is 15. Um, so basically you, you, you had five to get up to 20. And then once you get to 20, you kind of, uh, um, subtract back. So you would crit on a, um, 10 or better. So you crit, uh, he also crit. So you kind of both, um, like hit each other in the first pass. So, um because you both crit, can you just roll me a single d6? Four. Uh he rolled the same, but uh, I think your armor would absorb both of it. All right. Uh second pass, roll again.
1: Three on a 15, so that's a pass.
0: But you're still impassioned, so you pat you would crit on a 10 or more. So you got a three. You you got a regular pass. Uh he crit, so he's going to roll his horse damage. 26.
1: What's your what's your armor? Uh, so the, for like, I only have like listed my gambeson helm and shield. So that was eight points, but then, um,
0: yeah, you'd be a partial plate now.
1: Okay. And then I know that, um, because of my like chivalry thing, mm-hmm. that's another three, another three points.
0: Okay. So partial plate would be 14 points plus your three, plus you got another two cause you actually made your rule. So you got your shield. So that's, uh. So you got 12 points that carries over. What is your knockdown? 18. All right. So it's not double knockdown, but it, um, the total is um, still enough to make you need a horsemanship roll.
1: That's a fail. 17 out of 10.
0: And take an additional one point for the fall. So he, he actually manages to knock you off your horse and you fall. Um, so that would be... 13 points of damage you take what's your major wound 16 okay so you don't have a major wound but you're pretty banged up You, um uh you're on the ground uh, he's standing over you he opens up his visor and he's grinning
1: and i tell him from uh because that that honestly brought me down to like below half my total hit points so i'm just yeah. like Jousting's i yield, dangerous. I yield.
0: <laughs> he's just kind of smiling as you should And then he kind of uh, reaches across, um, grabs the reins of your horse and starts leading it away and uh, yells, boy, his armor next. And your squire's kind of standing there looking shocked and dumbfounded.
1: Shit. I thought he was going to take one thing. Well.
0: Are you doing anything about that?
1: Well, this is embarrassing, but I did agree to the terms. Uh, So, I mean, I, I feel like he... Gets to keep my horse now. As much as that sucks, I don't know what I can really do about it. I'm not gonna.
0: He's asking your squire to help you out of your armor as well. I'm gonna. I, I'm gonna say,
1: ah, but sir, you said to name your prize. You picked the horse. Isn't that surely enough?
0: You yeah. He looked. He'll look at you, and you see like a flash of like rage in his eyes. Like this is my prize. I claim it all.
1: Well, this is embarrassing to go the entire way home without the stuff that I.
0: Oh shit. What was your prophecy?
1: That I would lose. Ah uh, shit. That I would lose.
0: You would lose everything.
1: That I would lose everything. And uh, he's going to like, he's going to like uh, almost speak up to argue. And then he's just like, Oh, it was right. Very well, sir. There's fair. And uh, you'll see he just uh, like with just like a very like, kind of like a mean look in his face. He's going to uh, try to stand himself up as best he can. And uh, when Baldrick goes to help him take the armor off, he shoes him away. He'll take it off himself. And uh, he goes ahead and he begins to take it off, just giving him a a nasty snarl as he does it.
0: So you kind of like leave your armor and and your uh, brown charger at, at the pavilion and kind of like remount on the palfrey you're on and probably eating quite a bit of humble pie at this point after being dehorsed by uh, the knight.
1: Yeah. He's just been bested in the, in the worst way, just been completely humiliated by being stripped of all of his important belongings, essentially. I mean, he, he didn't take his... your
0: sword or spear or anything, but
1: right. But it's more so that, the things that he took were like gestures that were like recently given to him. And they're just like, kind of like the signs of his, of his station. And, uh, he, I guess he's just like a bit naive because he didn't think it was going to be this way. He thought that he might lose the horse and, uh, but he was hoping he wouldn't, but he was like, you know, if I lose the horse, um, I lose the horse. I I can, uh, hope to someday get another horse is fine, but uh, losing the armor was just quite, quite the blow. I think uh, he just like, um, he, it's like almost like he walked right into it though, because he didn't, it wasn't clarified. It was just pick your prize. And his prize was the horse and the armor. And uh, you know, as much as he hates it, it's not necessarily unfair. And he, he was beaten. So now he just kind of has to swallow that and just, just, yeah, he's just full of embarrassment right now. Yeah. As a he just like and he's like kind of looking back like longingly at the the beautiful horse he's riding away from and that just shining glorious new armor.
0: Um, as you're remounted and get on your way again, um, Sir Gregor's like lo- he's looking down. He shakes his head. He's like, "Well, he was entitled to it. He did um, unhorse you, and you would have." Gotten the same prize from him if he would have won.
1: Indeed, sir, things can be replaced. It's just my my honor that's hurt a little bit.
0: And Baldrick kind of speaks up. He's like, "Who was that?" He asks to you.
1: So I think that, like, even though I didn't pass my recognize, like his reputation kind of superseded that. So I might know, right?
0: You did pass the uh, heraldry roll, and assuming that that man belonged to those arms you would know that that would be sir agravain of orkney
1: uh baldrick that is sir agravain a quite notable man i should have considered accepting his challenge a little bit more i think my newfound station has gone to my head a little bit i think golliston like chatters away at baldrick like whenever he can really
0: yeah and Baldrick's kind of just like nodding along with it. And I mean, to give you a little perspective, uh the notable traits for Agravain are cruel, arbitrary and suspicious and proud. Oh wow. And he is known as the Knight of the Hard Hand.
1: So yeah, I'm going to I'm going to definitely kind of like talk to Baldrick a bit about his reputation and just like how he's clearly uh earned those uh earned those descriptions uh, as we've just seen
0: he is uh unflinching in his willingness to meet out um, his own brand of rough justice um, in contrast to his more heroic older brother Gawain he has earned a reputation for malice and duplicity he is cagey observant and fiercely loyal to his kin
1: it's kind of one of those situations where even though he was bested and just, like, made a fool of by this guy. He can't help but think that he's pretty damn cool uh, just for, like, his attitude and his skill, first of all. So, like, even though he's been bested really hard, it's, like, almost like a – it just kind of, like, makes him think he's, like, even cooler. He's just like, man, that guy's so badass.
0: And with the uh, recognition of the bedassery of Sir Agravain and your humbling on the proving ground of knighthood, you, Sir Gregor, your new squire, Baldrick, and the massive train of Sir Gregor's entourage continue west to Cambria for whatever adventures might await you for the next coming year. I like knights. Do you like knights too? If so, check out our Scion, Temptation, and Thirteenth Age games for more chivalric role-playing.